everybody, and welcome to Talking Games. I'm Bobby Shortle, and I'm here with Justin Townsend. Hello there. All right. So we're back. Our first Game Club episode. Yes. The pilot episode, our, our, our tryout of this whole idea. We did, we did a lot of planning. We have a very, very set format, or we didn't really talk about it all. We just sat down. We just sat down. Yeah. <laughs> and we're going to record it. Um, so we, we, start, we, pl- we played Valley um, from Blue Isle Studios. And it's a it's a small game both in length and in notoriety. Uh, but we wanted to start with something a little bit smaller, easier to, to we could do in, in one show and not a kind of a multi part series or anything yeah. like that. Um, and we were both interested in playing it, so it was a kind of a good impetus to to pick up the game and play it. Something that probably would have gone sort of like been like, oh, I really want to play that, and not probably gotten to it. It was probably exactly what had happened. But this, I was kind of forced to sit down, sit down and and play and play through it. Um, so we, just so people know, we're going to go full, like, discussion about the game. So we're going to spoil stuff, we're going to talk in depth about what we like and don't like. So if you're interested in playing the game, um, at all, uh, and you think that would, knowing what's going to happen is going to make you not want to play it, um, you might want to tune out, because we're not going to really give, like, spoiler warnings or anything, we're just going to have a, a free discussion about what, about the game. Everyone dies at the end. Everyone, yeah, I guess so. Sort <laughs> in way, of. Kinda. In a way, sort of. <laughs> Um, <laughs> uh, considering how the game is structured, everyone died way before you got there. Yeah, is really really what happened. Um, so I'm interested, Justin. Like, how much did you know about the game before you booted it up? Um, a decent amount, actually. When I was uh gonna buy, I was looking for something to play in early September, and before I set it on Deus Ex, I looked at Valley for like a while. I was like, ah, it's twenty bucks. Like, if I can blow through this really quickly, Bobby, uh, our friend Bobby North, was playing it sung its praises um and i just ended up not pulling the trigger and went with asx which I, I don't regret at all um but when it came time to picking a game for game club you know i thought this was a good one um yeah that, i mean that's my history with it i i, I watched the videos i thought it looked cool mm-hmm. i saw art- articles on kotaku about the movement and stuff yeah um that's what got me interested in initially was those kotaku articles yeah because i love superhero type games yeah. where you can have like superhuman abilities and this kind of gave you that yeah it was interesting because looking at the trailer and stuff i didn't really get that from the trailers that i watched for the game uh it seemed much more of like a like a corridor type of thing to me from the from the trailers oh, really? that i watched or like it was gonna be inside tombs and stuff like that is kind of what it looked like to me and there is a fair bit of that in the game but uh, i didn't realize there was so so much emphasis put on like the the speed and stuff of of the movement um and yeah and also bobby north talked about it and i was like oh so somebody i i read this up good stuff about it and somebody i know liked it so it might be a good time to jump on and, and, and play through it um and i played probably about half an hour of it like we talked i think i talked about it a couple months ago on the show um and then we tried to do it for game club and i was like okay, i'm gonna put the brakes on because i'm not gonna play through it and then not remember anything that happened yeah um, and I was playing on my TV, with, um, on my PC, on the controller, but the controller was kind of wonky when I was playing with it. The controller support was kind of weird. Um, and then I needed to play through it, and, and Karen, like, she liked what she saw, but it wasn't the kind of game that she was super invested in. So I played it actually on my Mac um, desktop and with mouse and keyboard. And it's the first, it's the first shooter I've ever played through, not shooter, but first person game I played through on a mouse and keyboard. How was that? It was good. You know, the... the I will say that there's a lot of so a lot of basically running forward in the game. You know, it's basically what you're doing for a lot of the game. Yeah. Um. So my hand got a little crampy because I was like holding down Shift and W, and it was like I'm just like p- pressed on there for sometimes minutes at a time. Yeah. You're doing that, and that got my hand a little crampy. But 
it was good. I mean, the game is not a Twitch game, so you're not like shooting things, and and so the precise the, the the precise nature of the mouse isn't really a big deal for a game like that. But there were some instances where I was happy I had the mouse because um, sometimes where you're running is totally dictated by where you're looking at the at that moment, and that worked really well with the mouse. Okay, I can think of exactly where you're talking. Yeah, uh, there's a big sequence of thing where you're running on those rails at the end of, near the end of the game, and all I had to do was like point the mouse where I wanted to go, and it, I, I was just turning like uh, on a hair trigger, which was awesome. Uh, so the, the primary thing about the game, and if people have played the game, they know this, but people might be listening and be like, I don't know what this game is, I don't really care, I'm not going to play it. So they want to know what it is. It's a first person, it is an adventure game, because um, it exploration exploration adventure game with with very light combat in very it. light very light combat in it uh, and that's one of the things that we'll talk about because uh, uh, it's one of my criticisms of the game uh, but uh, it's 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 very heavily based on exploration and it's very story heavy uh, yes. which I didn't expect it to be at, I knew it was going to have a story but I didn't think it was going to be as intensive as it ended up being. Yeah. You know, I thought it was going to be much more sort of environmental storytelling. Like, oh, there's something weird going on here, and you never quite know really what it is. But this, you know, but you do something by the end that either it gives you a revelation or something. But it went explicitly about what was going on. So I wasn't paying attention in the first minute <laughs> of the game. Uh-huh. Um, so you end up in this valley. Mm-hmm. How you get to the valley? No idea. <laughs> Oh, so you're just so that you're just like a guy who's like you're obsessed with this like legend of this life seed thing, and you going on like a canoe trip into a place where you heard rumors or something that it might be, and you're just gonna go in there on like a almost like a almost like a vacation or like a walkabout. Okay. And you get your canoe crashes in like the rapids or whatever, um, and you end up there. And what what I what I think I really like about the game is you find like the big traversal suit, the leaf suit, almost immediately. Within the first two minutes. Yeah, which is great. And then all of a sudden you're out the races and a big part of the game, like I said, is the suit that gives the wearer like extra human abilities. You can run really fast. Uh, you can you jump. Can jump. So high. Um, and you and it's got great physical mechanics where like you're running down a hill, you pick up a ton of speed and the sense of speed is really And good. the sense of jumping. Like, yeah. Oh God, I can't imagine what this game would be like in VR. Um, <laughs> Just you vomiting wildly everywhere. Yeah. Uh, my the best thing I can compare it to is um, for me it was like playing Spider Man Two on mm. your uh, your Xbox mm-hmm. that that like that feeling of swinging and like picking up speed as you're swinging imagine that but on the ground so yeah. like you know you're running with this thing and like the second you get any sort of momentum and you take and like and you jump you're going for like hundreds of feet yeah so you're like you're crossing rivers you're crossing lakes. You're jumping over trees. Like, the feeling of momentum and jumping in this game was a joy. I played the game for probably, like, four and a half hours, and I, n- I never got tired of that. No, you never get to, And that's one of the game's biggest strengths is that core mechanic never gets old. Anytime I got to, like... Anytime I got to run really fast and jump really far, it was and Because awesome. they keep the... You, I mean, there's upgrades in the game that you find, mm-hmm. um, and they keep upgrading the suit. So it's like, cool, now you could double jump. Or yeah. now you could jump further yeah. or run faster. Or eventually you could run across water because water is your enemy in the game. Yes, it definitely um, is. One of your biggest enemies. So it's like, I was jumping and now I'm landing in water and I'm dead. Yeah. Um, they have a li- the, the life-death mechanic of the game is really cool. It is really cool, yeah. Um, you want- yeah, so you're, you're, you're searching for this legendary life seed. You have this leaf suit, which allows you to jump. Um, you still don't know anything about the game. Mm. Um, eventually you come across an animal. 
and the game is giving you tutorial, and it's like you could kill the animal. You could suck the life force right out of it, or you could restore it. Um, if you were to die and fall into water, there you're, you, it's not even a health bar, but... Um, it's like it's a health bar for like the valley for, for the valley itself. It's like a leaf and it has. It's it, it, it's yeah. like a twig with all leaves on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Every time you die, you're brought back to life, but that drains the life force of the valley itself. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a trophy for not ever fully draining the the valley's life mm-hmm. force. Um, but what you could do is you know if the you died three or four times in a row, you might only have like one death left before it was completely empty. But what you could do is you could find things in the environment that were dead. You could find a tree that was dead, and you could restore the life to the tree. Um, you could find vines and shoot the vines, and they become like fully flowered again. And so, like you'd see that that meter going back up. Mm-hmm. But say you were out of juice and you couldn't do the combat anymore because the combat also uses this life force that mm-hmm. you have. You could steal the life out of trees or living things to then use in the combat. Um, and you're doing this and traversing through this open-ish world it's, yeah. it's linear but it gives you different paths that you could do mm-hmm. you might you might have to go do three things and you can kind of choose which one you want to do first um and you're progressing through the, the this world and you're finding story beats through um they're like audio diaries audio diaries or finding actual pages of diaries and crates um yeah you're upgrading um through finding things you're upgrading you know how much energy you have on you at all times um so you start with like two or three bars and then at, by the end i had like 10 yeah yeah something like um, that yeah. what's neat is if you drain the life force if if you find a dead tree and you increase the life force of the tree you bring it back to life randomly they drop these golden egg corns which mm. are kind of like your currency yeah you'll come across doors which will require x amount of golden egg corns to open if you do that you'll find more upgrades inside or some sort of like you know bigger story beat or mm-hmm. like filling in the gaps of like some of these people yeah and the thing is like what the game does really well is it makes you actually care about the story. Yeah, it does. I thought the yeah. the audio tapes are really good. Yeah. Uh, at the end, like I mean, it, it focuses on I'll say like three characters. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, but two main ones. You have yeah. your protagonist and your villain. Yeah. Um, and the protagonist is a woman, mm-hmm. and the villain uh, is a guy. Yeah. And the woman falls in love, and like I found myself very invested in yeah. that. Yeah. Like I wanted to find everything I could to like find out what happened to these people. Mm-hmm. You show up sometime after the island's been there. You, yeah, I'm gonna say like 80 years, if not more. Yeah, the, the idea is like this is happening when you, when you arrive. It's like modern times, and this project that was going on um, in this valley, which was also to find this life seed, uh, was happening like World War II. Yeah, it was perpendicular to like when the Manhattan Project was going on. Because they referenced that. Yeah, well, I thought that was that was what really cool. Was like the story started. And I was like, oh, okay, so. Um, I'm just going to learn a little bit about what this is in order to find this thing. Like I'm going to yeah. follow these clues. And then as like the world built and you learned about like, and you, and it, you know, it takes cues from games like Bioshock, obviously. Uh, but you, you kind of see the descent into madness of this one, of this doctor, the head of the project and sort of the almost ascent of kind of heroics of the, the female character, the female protagonist. It's a really interesting push pull and went somewhere I didn't expect. You know, yeah. I, I was like, like you said, all of a sudden I was like, I, I was, I was always happy because the diaries are kind of prompted by when you hit certain areas and certain story moments. They'll just start playing. Yeah, those are directed. You don't pick those up. You you pick you you can view those letters anywhere, but the audio diaries will only play when you hit certain story beats. So unlike something like Bioshock, it's not like you play it and then walk around and shoot a bunch of stuff. 
you know, or, or it, it, it's directing you specifically with, with those diaries. Yeah. And I like that a lot. Um, I thought the voice acting was very good, too. Voice acting was good. Yeah. I mean, you're a silent protagonist. Yes. You don't ever say anything. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know what sex you are. Could be man, you could be. Yeah, I think it's kind of like whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think you can choose in the options if you want it to be like a male or female silhouette. I think is what it, you can choose, which is like ridiculous. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's like I guess you're looking at your shadow at yes. that point. Yeah. Um. Did we say it was in first person? Yeah, well, I did. Okay. <laughs> um, you mentioned before, like there's combat in the game. Mm-hmm. I think I thought it was totally unnecessary. Yeah. Um, there are when you first land. You see, you're in a cave, and you see a picture of what with with words like one of the enemies that you'll fight, and you see the word Wendigo. Mm-hmm. Um, which is like a mythical creature. Yeah. Um, I thought that unnecessary for mm. me. Um, I, I understand why they're there. Like most people really don't like walking simulator, like quote unquote walking simulators without any combat. But mm. like this type of game for me was totally fine. I, I, all I cared about in the game was the movement. I didn't care about shooting stuff. Yeah. I understand it's there to add like a little bit of difficulty, but it was never difficult. That was the thing. Yeah. You know, it was like sometimes, I mean, I, I would, I would die a couple times from the, the enemies here and there. But it was never. It was mostly because sometimes I would not realize they were in the room with me until they'd already shot me six times. Yeah. Because you're, you're, you're so much of the game is that momentum. You're you're running. You're going, and I would jump into rooms, and all of a sudden, like I'd be getting shot in the back, and I'm like, oh, there's something, and I have to find the thing and shoot it. And that's usually the times where I would I would end up dying. Um, but yeah. The, much like something like when we talked about Soma last year, right? It's a totally different game, and and, and but reminds me of it though. Yeah, it's, it, again, like to me, like the the threat of death or the the com. There's no combat in Soma, but the idea of like this push pull of like hiding from enemies, it takes away from why I'm there for this particular kind of game. You know, it doesn't add anything to the experience for me. And maybe for maybe for other people, it's the opposite. Yeah, maybe. like I wish there was more of this type of mechanic in the game. But you know, I was there specifically in this game for the movement and i found the story to be like kind of good yeah yeah absolutely um there's a boss battle in the game yeah that and that was i was like uh, did you really just had to do this did you feel like you needed to do i guess it helped kind of explain you know there's you're fighting these smaller wendigos yeah midway through the game you get not attacked but they have one of those things where it's like there's something coming at you mm-hmm. and then something blocks its path like yeah. an explosion like makes it back up yeah and for the rest of the game you kind of know that it's there mm-hmm. you hear it in the distance at the end of the game you fight it yeah um it's and giant it's wendigo this giant thing. wendigo thing and the boss battle's simple yeah i mean you're used to the mechanics of the game. You're shooting at it for mm. the most part, and then running around grabbing orbs, which yeah. then replenish, you know, your quote unquote ammo. Yeah. Um. But it kind of helped with the story beat of like, where did all these people go? Yes, that absolutely did. You you end up you end up in like a cave, and you find skeletons everywhere, and you're mm. like, well, that's where everybody went. Mm. These these creatures of the valley, um, were they always evil? Or no. did they get turned evil? They got turned evil. Like by by the people harvesting the valley, trying yeah. to look for this life seed. The your protagonist girl warns the professor, like you're doing something to the valley. You're hurting the valley, and the valley is is like fighting back. And that's why these docile creatures are becoming more, you know, aggressive towards you. And he doesn't listen to listen to it, and you know. They created their own de- demise. Yeah. Is that eventually, this giant one comes and just takes them all. Yeah, and and uh, you t- you find out right that they're building this this bomb. He's trying to build this like ultra bomb, which is to like make the Manhattan Project and the bombs that they dropped over Hiroshima look like nothing. Yeah, because it's it's a bomb that can kill 
everyone without destroy without any like actual physical damage to like structures. You yeah. know, it'll just suck the life out. And I thought the game's whole sort of dynamic, whether it be the mechanical life system, or or just the themes of, of the story, worked so well as one. You know, because that's what the whole story was about. It was about the pu- the push of like power versus life. You yeah. know, and t- what you take and what you give, and that's what the whole mechanic is as well. And um, you know, it was it was satisfying to to when you would when you would die and you'd come back and you'd see those like dead trees. To give them life back, and you get to see their your your like branch fill in a leaf here and there, yeah. and that was that was satisfying. And it was you know when you came across a dead animal to bring it back to life, like felt really really good. And and I barely ever stole life from plants. I don't think I did. I I would steal life from the like the little blue mushroom things because I felt like that was there to be like you can take from this. It's okay. I didn't even, I didn't, don't even remember seeing those. Like I probably did, but never thought, realized I could steal life out of them. Yeah, they were the color of the orbs and the amarita generators or whatever. And I thought it was interesting too, like the revelation about uh, the orbs were like eggs for the little creatures that you would come across. Which you were, in, you've been taking all the orbs the entire game. Yeah. I never really understood the part where you got by wearing the leaf suit the the power to steal life or give it back like they explain it mm-hmm. but like it kind of just went a little bit over my head or like i wasn't like fully invested in listening to it at that point so like i never really understood why but for me i didn't need don't need like really need to understand that wasn't like the main driving point of the story yeah i think that something quantum yeah well there was the quantum death mechanic which yeah. was they'd and that what it seemed like from the story was it was an accident like they didn't realize it was going to happen and then a person wearing the leaf suit who they called pathfinders i think what yeah. they called them uh, died and then but was all, all, suddenly just instantly alive back again. alive yeah. again but something else had died and they figured out that by using the life seed energy that they had put into the suit it allowed that to happen um i'm assuming that uh because you find out in, in as the story goes along right that there is uh the, the life seed is in the reactor in the soma facility that you're in uh and then there's this amarita which is like the energy that is powers the life seed and they're like kind of um kind of hand in hand like one takes life and one gives life the amarita i think is thing that takes the life and the uh, and the soma uh, the uh the life seed gives the life and they're kind of working off each other and i think there's like a mini version of that in your suit i think that's what interesting i think that's what the idea was that you're able to use one form of energy to take life and one form of energy to give life uh, but i mean the game it and I like it mechanically because it's I don't want to walk around slowly for 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 an hour before I find that suit. But it does definitely kind of just short, it does definitely very go quickly for the first little couple beats of the story. Yeah, because you're there and in that suit in two minutes. And, and that's why you know what brilliant idea because yeah. that hooked me on the game. Oh yeah, absolutely. But as far as for the and that's why I didn't think there was going to be like a ton of story. I thought it was just me like oh. Th- we have a little story convenience for you while you have this suit, but it's really going to be about running around in this suit. And when they started pouring it on, I thought that was really cool. Um, I loved the upgrade where you run on the tracks. I thought that was... Yeah, so like eventually you go into one of these yeah. factories and um, you can... They have like almost like railroad tracks, but like your suit can pull electricity from them and mm-hmm. then you can like jet. Yeah. At that point, it's the fastest you've ever gone in the game mm-hmm. and you are flying. And yeah. like... Eventually, you're like, oh, the tracks are gone, and now you are crossing like a 300 foot like underground chasm or chasm yeah, or whatever, and yeah. like you're just flying, and you're like, I hope I land on the tracks on the other side. <laughs> and sometimes, if you didn't have enough speed, like if you had crashed into a wall, you mm-hmm. wouldn't. You know, you wouldn't. 
and you die and like have mm. to restart. Mm. Um, I actually came into like a couple of instances where the movement was like killing me. Oh, really? Yeah. Like I don't think I've ever died. I, I never died from any enemy. Mm-hmm. But what I died from was midway through the game, you get kind of um, this grapple. Yes. Um, yes. That will you use your energy for, but like you jump out and they're like, this thing will be hanging here and you could grapple and then swing to the next one. There are moments in the game where it's like, I kind of got stuck without mm-hmm. the right amount of momentum mm-hmm. and I couldn't ever make those jumps. And at one point, like I was like, my next death is going to end the valley. Mm-hmm. And so like I had to backtrack a ways and find things that I could bring back to life and then keep going forward. Like there were two instances where I got really stuck for like five minutes at a time trying to figure out like, I don't know how to do this. Like I don't, I don't know when to let go of the button because I let go of the button at the last minute and I still don't have enough juice to get to the wall where all of a sudden you get an upgrade to like wall run. Mm-hmm. Um, there were th- those are the only two instances that, instances that I got frustrated in the game. Yeah, I and it it might have been around the same place as you because there was near the beginning of the time where I got that grappling hook. Um, it was like. It was, uh, you know, a chasm. Like, I was on a cliff side or whatever on the side of a mountain, and there was one grappling thing in the middle, and then the next ledge was really far away. I know where you're talking. And I kept doing it and doing it and doing it, and I just kept falling. And I was like, do I have to run faster up to it? Do I have to do this? And nothing I would do to even get me close. And I was getting really frustrated. And I was like, you know what? I was like, let me see if I can find a video of someone doing it, just to see if, like, there's just something I'm missing here that I'm just not realizing or maybe I'm going the wrong way or, or, or something. And I found a video and the guy just did it. Like, he just it, it, nothing special that did it. He just did it. just did it. And I was like, okay, maybe... And what I realized at that point was I was letting go too late. Like, you kind of have to let go, like, on, like, the pendulum of your swing yeah. before you start kind of going up to because you Which lose is the way. opposite of most games. Yeah, exactly. And, and once I did that, it was fine. And then I knew that from then on and it was okay. But, yeah, I spent like five or ten minutes on that section there were the, those two parts it. where i was just like i don't get what i'm doing wrong mm-hmm. i you know and then just did it yeah it's like i don't understand why i didn't do that all those other times yeah uh but yeah though and it, and it, and what i love about the game does a great thing was that when you when you after you do the last thing you have to do which is destroy this reactor thing um with this giant like laser beam thing uh which was fun you have to uh, escape the facility while it's like falling down around you and that's fine you know there's a couple there's a couple times one of the things about games that do that is i never know if the thing will really fall down around me if i take too long or if it's just like you have to be you have to go quick to give you a sense of urgency but I think the times that they it they will drop it on you is when you got the clock yeah that's uh, but there've been times where i play i'm playing things and i've kind of waited around and there've been a clock and i've died you know so i just get a little bit of anxiety about those moments so my my is like i'm just gonna run as fast as i can forget about the enemies i'm just gonna go that's what i did and there's a couple times where i had to fight a couple of like the windigos because they got in my way and i a couple times where i was like am i going the right way and i would i would turn the wrong way and then i'd end end up having to fight somebody but the last thing you do when you run down that like pipe and you come and you come flying out of it you leap probably farther than you've ever leaped before and yep. you're in the air for so long and you get to like turn around and look back at the thing exploding. Yeah, I did that. Uh, and I was like, this is awesome. Like yeah. th- it just felt so good and you crash into the water um, and it's the only time you ever crash in the water where you don't get the, because I, I crashed in the water, I was like, oh, did I do something wrong? That's what I thought. And it, th- But the, the, the valley health thing didn't come up. I was like, okay, 
So get no, that, that so was the story beat. Yeah. It was supposed to happen, um, and then. You know the ending is is simple. You know, you, you, like you said, that you're you're voiceless, but you get like these little uh, text prompts that come up that are like your internal monologue. Um, and I, I think it was you're in this kind of like piece of like driftwood or whatever, like floating down that stream. And I thought it was like pretty like the fact that he throws away the leaf suit at the end was a cool, pretty powerful ending to the story. Yeah, you know what I thought was really interesting was uh. So this whole time you're following the story, I, f- I forget the the woman's name. Is I'm gonna it? try to look it up, but this game is really hard to look anything up about because when you type in Valley, every other game with Valley in it. Uh, oh, yeah. Are you talking about Monument Valley or Stardew Did Valley? You mean Stardew Valley. I'm like, no, just Valley. Valley. Um, Victoria or something like that. I, I can't remember her name. Let's see if you can look it up. But like, she has this love story with this guy named Edwin, and like you're following it the whole time, mm-hmm. and like you realize like they're gonna do uh, like stage a coup or a coup or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they're going to try and, you know, destroy this this cannon that they're they're building or destroy the bomb or destroy the factory to try and save the valley. Like, and, you know, they get caught. Yeah. And you go to their jail cell uh-huh. and you see one of them, like the guy who was like, you know, he, he was doing it for her. Like, he didn't want to do this. He was a soldier, but he realized that he loved her and he didn't want to see anything happen to her. So he agreed to go with her. They get caught. He takes all the blame. You know, he says that she's innocent. You find her music box. And then you're like, all right, well, what's the next thing? And you just realize, like, they never make it. Yeah. They don't make it out at the end. Mm-hmm. You expect them to, like, oh, we, we, like, you know, like, to get, like, a happy ending, like, oh, we, we found the note or something, like, that, you know, you find, like, uh, the professor's note, like, oh, they got away on a boat or something. And they they yeah. don't. Nope. They just, they don't make it. They don't make it. You see his dead body, and then you hear her death on one of the recordings. Oh, I missed, so I missed that. Oh, really? Yeah, I flat out missed it. Uh, okay, so she's doing like an interview with somebody um like a oh that's right and then the, the, the wendigo break in break that's in. right yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, i cannot find her name I, okay. I can't remember the doctor's name either like the main antagonist name either so it's funny to say he's an antagonist and you he's been dead for forever since before you got there yeah but you really don't like him by the time the, the, the thing ends yeah um he's very he gets very like Megno, uh, mega maniacal by yeah. the end very kind of I'm gonna destroy everything and no one cares you know uh, and I don't care kind of thing but yeah I it's you know it took me probably about four hours ish to I do I almost beat it in one sitting really almost I <laughs> I started in a bad mood it was the day <laughs> the Mets got eliminated oh uh, okay um, I went on to Destiny and the guys were I like I it's funny I like I signed on and was like I'm gonna play Destiny or whatever and then like I heard them making fun of me about the Mets but they didn't know <laughs> I was there and so I I said some choice words to the most of, uh, to most of them and then was like forget it and I was like I'll just start Valley and I ended up playing it for like three hours and like I got to like the final parts rather quickly and was like you know because I was just trying to like get through it mm-hmm. like I was just like I'm just gonna sit here and beat this thing but I realized like um, I'm probably still about an hour and a half mm-hmm. away it was like 1 30 and I was like All right, I'll just go to sleep finish it tomorrow but I went back and I, I collected some of the other trophies I thought about going for the platinum the only thing that's like keeping me from it is like there's so many collectibles there's like 70 collectibles that you can get oh really uh, there's like these medallions that you can get that will open certain doors and like um there were secret areas that you could visit. So the ones I could go back and get, I, I got rather quickly. Um, I think I'm missing like four or five trophies, which will require me to go and get all the medallions. And I honestly just don't feel like doing that. It's a cool game. Yeah, it is. I I, I, I liked it more than I thought I was going to. I, I think what sold me on it is, like I said, the movement. Mm-hmm. You know, 
for those who remember playing Spider-Man, like that's the best thing I can equate it to, or like Crackdown. Yeah, you know, something where you get like this ability to like jump really high in the air mm-hmm. and like you feel good about it. You're like, yeah, this feels great. Yeah, you know, remind me of in uh, you know, in Saints Row Four. Yes, when you like you run on the roads and then you just leap into the air. Yeah. You're leaping. Out. That's what it felt like to me a, yeah. a lot. Um, yeah, and I, I thought it, it it looked really nice too. It's got for for a, a small studios game. Um, it looked it looked really nice. Oh yeah, there were parts of it that were absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, this one part, I you know, I was playing it and I I, I was enjoying my time with it. And we talked about it before, mm. especially when you got on those railroad tracks and you were like cruising or whatever. Yeah. But you get to, eventually towards the end of the game, you get this ability to run on water. It's like when you're really going yeah. from one um, facility to the other mm-hmm. one. You get this upgrade which allows you to run on water for like five or six seconds mm-hmm. before you sink. And they realized what they're, what worked in that game the best is your movement. And yeah. so they gave – it was like five straight minutes of just traversal. Yeah. Yes. So you're running across like – across this these um, – these lakes to these small little islands and then picking up momentum and jumping over entire rivers mm-hmm. and lakes just running. And they kind of changed the music a little bit and like you get in this mode where it's like you feel like the wind is really like whipping around you and you just feel like you are cruising. And for that, you know, that five minute sequence, I really had a smile on my face. I was like, yep, this totally works. Yeah, those elongated sequences of running are, are like you said earlier, I think you use it right in the first thing, are, are joyous. Uh, when when you are leaping and bounding and the you mentioned the music the music is also great when you when you, those sequences when you're just really going it's a great it, it, it it's a great job of transitioning the music from like this kind of like oh you're in this beautiful valley and it's so it's nice you know and and then as you go faster and you start moving faster the violins start going faster and it yeah. just builds and it swells and then it has those great moments like when you do make that leap that they've sort of that they've built into like the end. Most sequences end was like a big, you know, yeah, big leap. A big leap. The music kind of cuts in that really nice way, and it, it drops out, and then the sounds of the valley come in, and it has a really good hitting the ground, like Funk. sound. Yeah, you you feel it when you hit the ground, and, yeah. and it's there too when you when you're on those tracks as well, because you're doing a lot of like you said jumping, and then if you jump and hit the tracks. You're just going again. Like you, there's not even a moment where no, you are where you're like stationary. Yeah, it's just pure, pure pure movement. And I'll be, I'd be interested to see like what they do next. I know they the the stu- it was the same studio that did that the Slender games. Yes, because there are posters in the game for Slender. Oh really? They're like that's I didn't one of them. the that's one of the collectibles. I think there's eight of them. <laughs> where I found one and I didn't understand where what it was because it was like it was saying something about like you have to run or something like that. And I was like, this doesn't fit with everything else. <laughs> um, and it was for Slender. Oh, okay. Interesting. Interesting. So yeah, I'm like, I'm excited to see what they do next. Like, yeah. That was a cool game. And if you look on, look on Steam, like it's getting great reviews on Steam. Yeah. Um, it's definitely worth, I think I've, I, I got it for like 13 bucks oh, from okay, one cool. of the PS Plus sales. Nice. Um, I think it's like 15 now, if that. Yeah. It's worth checking out. Even knowing everything about, knowing everything we've told you about the story. It's still worth playing mm-hmm. just just to see the momentum. Yeah, because unlike, like if, if we were talking about, you know, uh, Firewatch or Gone Home, um, the those, story is, those games are the stories yeah. and the experiences and knowing about what you're learning about those stories is the is the meat of playing those games. What's interesting about this game is that learning about the story is great, and like you said, you you find yourself surprisingly caring about the characters and what happens to them. But the actual act of 
moving and playing the game is the best part. Is the best part, and yeah. you need to experience it to to understand that feeling. Because even Karen watching me play it. She was like, "Oh my god!" Like she got so into it, watching me leap around. I loved the the mechanic that they used for um, getting into buildings that you couldn't get into before. Mm-hmm. Was like, "This roof is kind of decayed. I need to find something really high and jump off of it yeah. and then crash through the roof." Which never got tired. Like you do it like maybe like a handful of times throughout the game, but never got tiring. And it was like great to see yourself dropping. Yeah, and there's and those those moments are fun because you have to figure out sometimes how to get up. To those places because sometimes they have like little jumping puzzle things in order to get up there and that yeah. that was nice to like use your head like I said the only the only ding I have against it is I think that the, the combat stuff I feel like was unnecessary yeah you, you know, that was it's not like it was bad it was just unnecessary exactly no it wasn't bad at all it was fine but it didn't fit to me in the rest of the game especially near the beginning because all you're finding is like those mosquito things yeah and I'm like this is this doesn't bring anything to the game. It just makes me wait a couple moments in this area to shoot them three times, and then it's it, it's it's fine. It'd be nice, like I I love first person shooters, mm-hmm. my favorite gaming genre. But it'd be nice to see games just fully embrace the fact of like we don't need combat. Yeah, there are games that do it. Oh yeah, but I'd like to see like this game was one of them that just didn't need it. But I wonder if they thought like we need something, we need something else here. And I, I look forward to a time when games don't need to have that stigma or like feel the need to put in we need to shoot something to keep people invested yeah i I feel like probably the thing with i mean again we're speaking like for a developer but for me like you know games that are all about the story like we talked about gone home firewatch they have they embrace that right like there's no combat here you're just it's all about doing the story but those games really don't have mechanics other than you walk around and you engage with with storytelling um I think this game, maybe they felt because they had this sort of a more mechanical focused game that, well, you've got to have combat in it because yeah. it's just part of what you do. And like you said, I don't think they needed it. But really, really solid game. Um, you know, is it going to be like a game of the year game? N- no, I don't think, no. But it does something, it's one of the best at doing what it does. That movement stuff is as good as anything I've played in first person, certainly. Yeah. By far. Yeah. Uh, and good story. Looks- There's a reason that Kotaku wrote an article specifically on the movement. Yeah. If you want to see what it looks like, I mean, look up, at, look up at any video. You can look up that Kotaku article. Just write Valley Movement Kotaku and you'll yeah. find it. And watching that was like, oh, that, that looks kind of neat. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's I think that's... Do uh, you have anything else you wanted to say about the game? No. Go play it. Yeah, go play it for sure. Uh, so, that's going to do it for our first game club. Yeah. Um, we'll definitely do this again. Yeah. Uh, we have to figure out a good game to do it for. And- it's hard to do it like, you know... My first suggestion was like uh, it was the PS Plus game. What was it? Um, oh, Lords of the Fallen. Lords of the Fallen. Which is like, hey, it's free on Plus. Like, why don't we play through that? Because yeah. you, you like Dark Souls, I like yeah. Bloodborne ish. Um, <laughs> so let's give it a shot. But it's hard because we got a lot of other things, especially time of season is right now. Yeah, and that's we like a thirty a hour, of, like yeah. a thirty hour game or if something. Not more, if not more than that. Um, it's a tough one to do. I mean, you know, I think shorter experiences like this are probably the the better, the better to do. But like. I, I mean, find, I want to find good ones. Yeah, absolutely. And I'd like, I mean, and if we, if we did a longer one, we would have to do it like over multiple over multiple shows. episodes and not play it all before. Our, you know, we'd be like, okay, let's just play through this up to this chapter before the next episode, and then we'll talk about it. Okay. Um, but we'll figure it out definitely. Uh, I was looking at the plus games this time. I don't think there's really any story. Based. You know, the problem too is like if it's just a mechanical based game, it's tough to talk about it in depth too much because once you talk about the mechanics, it's kind of over. 
Yeah. You know, Lords of the Fallen or a, or a Dark Souls-like game would be good because there's a lot of good stories that come out from just playing yeah. the, those games. But, you know, doing something like a... I don't even know how like a fighting game would or be. Or like a tra- like this month it's Transformers Devastation, which right. is a cool game. Yeah. There's not a lot to talk about there. Yeah. So we have to find something that, that works for it and that, that come out for that. But if you guys have suggestions, we, we'd love to hear it. Um, you can email them to games at talkingcomicbooks.com or, talking, or at talking underscore games on Twitter. Yeah, we could use some suggestions. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and uh, well, happy Halloween to everybody, I guess, because oh, yeah. Halloween is like, or just happened. It's one of them. It's one of those. What Thursday? What's? Hold on a second. Dates are hard, Bobby. They are hard. So this is oh so last week's no it's not Halloween yet it's twenty seventh right now. It's weird. Time travel's weird. Yeah. Man. <laughs> one of these days we'll get used to this. It's the twenty seventh right now. Um. So almost happy Halloween. Almost. Um, almost. Uh. Play some scary games. Watch some scary movies. Yeah. Have a good time. Be safe. And I don't know what we're gonna do for our second show next time. We'll have to talk about that in the intermittent weeks yeah we're gonna have to figure that out yeah like, kind of soon though yeah <laughs> i have to not start like looking through games and like what can we play yeah i mean we could always do if we, if we end up playing through one of these games like battlefield or something we could always do a review episode or something yeah like we did for inside yeah no we should do that yeah because i'm sure we're gonna get through the, one of those campaigns nope titanfall is not gonna be out yet no no, we won't have time for that because I know we're both really interested in. Titanfall. Yeah, but I'm like, I think Battlefield looks awesome. I'm, I'm excited. That story apparently does, sir, does justice to a very difficult topic. Yeah, that's what I'm very excited about. I hear the multiplayer is like, no, fuck that, like machine guns, <laughs> even though it's World War One. Yeah, well, I mean, they <laughs> they still got to make it fun to play. Yeah. So yeah, but we'll we'll figure out and we'll announce it on Twitter and stuff. But if you, uh, yeah, if you have any suggestions, yeah. let us know. Yeah, um, I'm at Bobby Shortle on Twitter. Justin Jeroke J R O A K. So that's going to do it for Talking Games for this week. Until next time, we'll see you later. Bye.